Hi, and welcome to Too Many Jennifers, the podcast made by Jennifers for everyone. I am the eternal Jenny Cavallero. And I am the immortal Jen Tisdale. (laughs) We're really nailing those intros. I think I said eternal two weeks in a row. Yeah. Eternal. It's totally fine. Anything that sounds anything vampiric in any way, shape, or form is okay with this little weirdo. I also just really quickly want to get it out of the way that I am still sick and it's bullshit. And I do sound like I have a marching band helmet up my nose. Just going to get it out of the way. Do you feel like, do you feel like you have to say I'm sick? It's not COVID every time you say it. It's not, it's not. I got two tests. I have a second sinus infection, possibly the same sinus infection. I'm fine. I'm fine. None of us are getting sick tonight. We're on the internet. Well, I'm probably going to get emotionally sick by being on the internet, but I'm certainly not going to get your sinus infection. No, you're not. Um, But you did tell me that you have a bit of Jen news that you wanted to share. A little update from the Genosphere. Yes, um, one of our one of our all time favorite gens, uh, Aniston, who we discovered last week, uh, once lived with a ghost in her apartment. The ghost hated her roommate, and that honestly, I believe we've all been there. Mm-hmm. Um, hateful roommate, uh, ghost protector, and uh, so she's on the cover of In Style magazine, a magazine I do not read. Uh, there's no reason. I'm just haven't been to the airport recently, and that's the only time. I do that if I'm honest. Yeah. So next I'm, time. I love an airport magazine, frankly. You gotta, you gotta go to Hudson News. And guess yeah. what? You're gonna get anything but news, baby. I'm getting that in style. It's like it's like pooping in a Barnes and Noble. You have to buy a magazine at an airport. It's just like wired into us. So one hundred percent. So she's looking great. Mm-hmm. Uh I I I kind of briefly read through the interview. And I got to a part where there's a lot of great parts. So I I would argue this is maybe not the greatest part, but you'll see why I want to talk about it. It's because the interviewer, Laura Brown, who I want to say is in styles editor or fashion editor, um, is asking Jennifer Aniston about her red carpet pose, which honestly, I personally have been curious about because it does take a like it must take a while to get those angles like hit that angle, baby. Uh, so, and, and, and at the end of it, she goes, you know who I think has mastered the red carpet and Laura Brown says, who? And then Jennifer Anderson says, JLo. <gasps> <gasps> Jennifer on Jennifer. We <laughs> love a supportive Jen. We yes, do. We love a DJ, a double Jen. So, <laughs> you know, and, and we're going to obviously talk about right. how she's so gorgeous and uh, Jennifer Anderson just says, I don't even think she's trying. She fell out of bed that way. She's a performer. And her performance is, of course, falling out of bed. I think we can all agree. Mm-hmm. That takes a lot of tumbling skill, frankly. Yeah, well, sh- there's not enough room on the bed. There- bed. There's like way too much Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> but- oh, my God. I had a Dunkin' Donuts coffee today for the first time in many, many years, probably. And I thought... Am I Ben Affleck? I do think that is what makes you Ben Affleck. It is. I mean, we're both alcoholics. Yes. <laughs> we both love you, a Jennifer. <laughs> you both have a giant tattoo of a phoenix on your back. And I would argue that this is the year he's finally rising from those ashes. It's happening. Yay, it's happening. Ben, Thanks. we love it. <laughs> Matt Damon falling the fuck apart. Who ben Affleck would have thought. <laughs> 
could not have predicted that the born identity was filled with such Boston hate. I don't know. You know Boston, what it is? is? Boston wrong. You know what it is? It's don't divulge information that no one asked you for. Oh, I thought you were going to say, don't tell your children do anything. It. And I'm like, yeah, don't tell your kids anything. Yeah. Kids fucking suck. Just kidding. That's not wise. Daughter's a great person, I'm sure. I'm sure she's very like smarter than him. So obviously. Um, but anyway, okay, that's so. a great update. Thank you so much. We yeah. have a very patient guest who's been... <laughs> Listening to our, um, some might say, shenanigans. So we are so excited to have, uh, I guess we can say LA comic now, because that girl moved. <laughs> Please welcome to yeah. the Genosphere, Meg and Dirty. Hey, what's up? Uh, hey. LA comic. No, that's like a slur. That's like an <laughs> You're oh. right. It, it's a very different vibe. What are you talking about? You're going to go to a hot tub time machine show. You're going to go to a, <laughs> uh, that's it. That's all I got. You're not going to the comedy store with Kurt really and Kristen. Yeah. Obsessed yeah, with, with Kurt Brodoler. Well, Meg, yeah, you're great good. and you're not a Jennifer, but today we're dubbing you an honorary one because thank you we were excited to talk to you about some things that we're gonna get to and then we asked you you know when we have a non-jennifer guest we like to talk about some aspect of jennifer culture and i do apologize for all of the nonsense buzzwords we're using today (laughs) (laughs) i realize i've said genosphere i can speak white woman twice thank you (laughs) i've said genosphere (laughs) thrice now tonight i apologize but um, you came to us with a great topic and we're, <laughs> we're really excited um, because tonight we're going to talk about the myth of the cool girl. Mm, I'm very excited. I have, I've done no research. I am sitting here with the freshest of eyes. My ears are open. Jenny says I'm ready to feel angry. I'm always angry. So I'm ready to feel more, <laughs> more anger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is going to be great. And Meg, uh, just just to tell everyone a little bit about yourself before we get started, what's your what's your one minute introduction? Ooh, my one minute introduction. Yeah, your elevator pitch um, for who you are as a person. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, ooh, a lot of things going on. Born in India, raised uh, in near DC. That's where you and I met. Um, and then lived in Chicago for the past six years. I'm a writer. That would that's how I would identify myself. A, a comedy writer, stand-up comic, um, research assistant person, just really interested in like political theory and analyzing things like tropes, like the cool girl, um, anything in like film and like culture, all of that stuff. Um, I a top one percent fan of Taylor Swift and Kanye West on Spotify, uh, which leads me to I'm also bipolar, which I feel like those two things are related for sure. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, they don't like each other, but here you are bridging the gap between Taylor Swift and Kanye. It's you. It's your playlist. They're gonna heal those wounds. I actually think they're both. They're both the same. They are both white women um, in many ways. <laughs> if you think about it. Um, but I do love them, their music dearly. Um, what else? I love baking a lot. I'm in LA now. Um, 
What other spiel? I don't know. I, I, I write for The New Yorker. I love satire. I write a lot of satire. I like a lot of political comedy. Um, so, yeah. That was great. Is that a good spiel? That was that a like great a spiel. You sound very impressive. And I did want to find some way to work Taylor Swift into the episode and you've done it because that's one of the things that I know about you and I kind of wish this was episode 13 like in her honor but unfortunately uh, it's not I, well you just have to delete uh, enough of the episodes <laughs> we'll find the, the one with the least place <laughs> and make this 13 part two okay so you, uh, yeah so um you came to us with this great with this great idea for the episode, and not only that, but you provided your own sources, <laughs> which I'm going to say a guest has never done before. Um, so our sources, really, yeah, bunch of. I'm a, I'm a I'm a research person at mm-hmm. heart. I love like learning and reading shit. So yeah, I'm just naturally curious about you. Yeah. You had those sources locked and loaded. You were like, I want to talk about Cool Girls and Jennifer Lawrence and. Here are my citations. <laughs> I was like, great. Um, so we're gonna. I'm gonna give a little introduction, and uh, feel free to jump in anytime. And uh, Jen has not read any of this stuff. Um, she's gonna be our our every woman. Yep. I don't know anything. I'm gonna take this stumbly, trippy little red carpet adventure. <laughs> Together with you guys, we're gonna have whiskey and pizza and not That's worry gonna come about up. it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it is, guys. I'm ready for cool girls. Um well <laughs> we're all definitely cool. Um, but I think we can all agree that the coolest girl of all might be Gillian Flynn, writer of the oh, Gone Girl 2012 novel Gone Girl, later speaking, adapted. Speaking of Ben Affleck, speaking of Ben Affleck, there it is. The David Fincher film. <laughs> wow, we just did a Herald. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry we made you do improv. <laughs> we didn't mean it. <laughs> um, so Gillian Flynn wrote the book Gone Girl. It came out in 2012, which is it's interesting. That was nine years ago. It feels so much more recent to me. And the movie came out and there is a famous cool girl monologue featured in both the book and in the film. It's fantastic. I'm going to, I'm going to do a little monologuing for you, for you both. I've shortened it up a little bit. I have taken one and a half acting classes. Thank you. (laughs) Ooh, let's see those chops. Um, so this, this is, is from a real, the, like, comic here. Oh, no. <laughs> You're right. It sounds dirty, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> okay, so this is the uh, so-called cool girl monologue uh, from the book Gone Girl. <clears throat> Men always say that as the defining compliment, don't they? She's a cool girl. Being the cool girl means I am a hot, brilliant, funny woman who adores football, poker, dirty jokes, and burping who plays video games, drinks cheap beer, loves threesomes and anal sex, and jams hot dogs and hamburgers into her mouth like she's hosting the world's biggest culinary (laughs) gangbang. While somehow maintaining a size too, because cool girls are above all hot. Hot and understanding. Cool girls never get angry. They only smile in a chagrined, loving manner and let their men do whatever they want. Go ahead, shit on me. I don't mind. I'm the cool girl. Men actually think this girl exists. Maybe they're fooled because so many women are willing to pretend to be this girl. 
For a long time, Cool Girl offended me. I used to see men, friends, coworkers, strangers giddy over these awful pretender women. And I'd want to sit these men down and calmly say, you are not dating a woman. You are dating a woman who has watched too many movies written by socially awkward men who would like to believe that this kind of woman exists and might kiss them. And scene. Oh, God, I could, I could not love that more. <laughs> It's oh, so I could not love that more. You know, mm-hmm. as a hot, brilliant, funny woman, it doesn't, it does like that's the thing. Oh man, I love that quote so much. And I also just like love talking about the idea of the cool girl because like I don't know if you relate to this, but I definitely like it feels like you have to be cool girl. Mm-hmm. And if like all like in comedy, in like in life, and like when you are, whenever your like natural personality ever intersects with this image of a cool girl, like, like you feel like really rewarded for mm-hmm. it by like, like patriarchal side, like, like, like any time, like, have you ever gotten this comment? Like if when men find out you're a state of cup comedian, they're like, wow, that's so cool. Like not, not a lot of girls are funny or like, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. like they compliment you by like dissing other women. Yeah. Uh, well, men can't help but pit women against each other or yeah. There's also the classic, um, you're pretty funny for a girl. I yeah. didn't think I was going to, I didn't think I was going to laugh at you. I'm like, why are you entering into this contract with such a negative outlook? Yeah. But what, but when I was listening to that description, but I had two thoughts. Thought number one was that it sounds like you're describing a stereotypical man, which I find interesting that mm-hmm. at the end of the day, <laughs> men, mm-hmm. men just sort of secretly want to date other men and there uh, might be some sort of like real homophobia rooted in all of this. And the other one I was thinking is the trope before this. And I don't know if we're going to talk about it was the manic pixie dream girl. And Mm -hmm. I do find it interesting that this seems to be the antithesis of that. And I wonder if it was born from that. Yes. Very Sorry, much. I'm teaching a class. I didn't, didn't very, mean to sound like that. Very much so. so. Very much so. And my other two sources, which, uh, Meg sent to us so helpfully is a video from The Take on YouTube called The Cruel Girl Trope Explained, which is a great video compilation and explanation. And then also an article by Anne Helen Peterson for BuzzFeed called Jennifer Lawrence and the History of Cool Girls. And you're right, Jen, that um, the cool girl myth is like really kind of it serves the same purpose, but is the direct opposite of the the manic pixie dream girl, who's often very feminine, um, very carefree. Um, and the cool girl is also carefree. She's like presented in direct opposition though, to like the girl who cares too much, the girl who's too uptight, who seems mm-hmm. to try too hard or who causes conflict. Like they aren't like other girls and that's a good thing. Um, but this is always filtered through the lens of what men want. It's not meant to be relatable to women. Um, cause we're viewing yes. this person through the man's eyes. Like we see this in, um, forgetting Sarah Marshall with Mila Kunis and Chris, Kristen Bell's oh, character. Mila Kunis is a classic, cool classic, girl. very Kunis. much. Yeah. Um, our friend Megan Fox in the Transformers movies, classic. She fixes cars. I think Shia LaBeouf actually says like, oh, I wouldn't expect you to know so much about cars. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> yeah. you wear a miniskirt and you fix cars. That's crazy. But also, why are you wearing that miniskirt while fixing cars? That is equally as mm-hmm. crazy. <laughs> why? 
But the most important thing in all of these is that they're doing stereotypically masculine things or things that men find Mm -hmm. appealing, but they also are conforming to beauty standards, like with, without caring, seeming to care about them. So they have to be hot in order for this to be effective. Otherwise they're just some girl who's like there <laughs> basically yeah isn't that isn't that interesting because it it's exactly right it's like oh what is like like for like a, the ideal straight man what is like like it's like their buddy that like drinks with them and like doesn't like care about what they do but then it's also like packaged into this like incredibly hot woman that has no expectations so you can't disappoint her that has no standards so you can't disappoint her and she's just like you know and she she's insanely hot and like doesn't care about anything so like it's it it is like this male fantasy of a person Mm. like you're this incredibly hot person that like never gets mad about anything and doesn't like care about like if you said something misogynistic um it, it it is like a mix of like like I think like homoerotic like you know I do think men just kind of want to fuck each other yes you want to you want to hug your guy friend but you're like I can't hug my guy friend because that's so gay what if I hugged everything about my guy friend but with these tits how about that there was was a inside Amy Amy Schumer sketch which came up in the video where she's playing with that the guys are hanging out they're like yeah she she eats burgers and like she's super hot and fun and then it like amplifies where it's like yeah and she's just got like a little bit of stubble it's like so hot (laughs) Um. yeah it is so like and the other thing I was thinking about like with the manic pixie dream girl too it's like I guess that they have commonalities in that like both of them are like women that like don't care. Right. And I think that's part of the fantasy because it's like, because it's like, Oh, I don't want to be like, like, like in general, I feel like men maybe don't want to be held accountable for their actions ever. Mm -hmm. Um, You know? So it's like, if there's this person that doesn't care, then that's like the ideal person, which is so frustrating because I feel like so often especially when I was in my early twenties of dating, I always felt this pressure to like be chill and like not care or not say anything because then I'm like too intense or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's like, so you think it's like, so it's like, that's like the, the fantasy, but that, that also like forces women to either like be like, Oh, like if I care then I'm like the wife and like, I'm girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or I'm like the chill girl that doesn't care and like gets walked all over and thinks that's good. That's yeah. They who like doesn't have any emotional burdens on the man, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it, you know, we, we talk about this in the context of like movies and TV, but like you grow up seeing this and this like myth that this type of person is desirable or even exists in this form it's like unless you're you know super chill and also a supermodel and can hang with the guys you're not gonna meet someone who's gonna 
deal with like you having any sort of emotional depth. This actually reminds me of the Godfather. Wait for it. <laughs> in the sense that the mafia, as we know it in the Godfather, didn't exist before the Godfather. So really mm. the, the, the portrayal of the mafia in the Godfather informed the, the the actual mob. So, you know, chicken, egg, chicken, egg. Like I look at this and I'm like, these women are maybe out there, but which came first? Like we are now being yeah. spoon fed well, these like, tropes and now they're real. Well, it's, like, well it's like, yeah, there's of course women who are hot, smart and funny. I mean, like right now, right here, but it's like, that doesn't like that. You're not, I'm not doing, you're not doing it for men. You're like, yeah. do, that's like who you are. And also if you are those things, Things. It doesn't mean you can't also care about stuff or have standards. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like, no, what you said is exactly right, too, because it's like it is the performance that perpetuates it. It's like all these celebrities like Jennifer Lawrence are in, they're like pressured to be the cool girl. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so they because they have to be for like their career. Um, and then because they like embody it then they like kind of force everyone else to embody it and now we're all doing this ruse when none of us really like are even like we don't that person doesn't even really exist right yeah and jennifer lawrence in this that article by uh for buzzfeed they talk about her sort of image building because she she came into the spotlight she was very young i think when when winner's bone came out that was her first big well, I think she was only 19 when that came out. Um, and she was nominated for, I think, an Oscar for Best Supporting or a Golden Globe. Um, and her media presence kind of grew out of that. You know, she's in all these big, like, high high profile roles. And I feel like America in particular loves nothing more, maybe the UK also, than like picking apart young women for not being a certain way like you have Kristen Stewart they're like she doesn't smile enough and why is she so unpleasant or you have like Anne Hathaway they're like why is she so nice and smiling like remember all of that backlash Anne Hathaway got and I remember when that was happening and being like why do we hate her again like I don't hate her like it's it's because she people were like she's too practiced and fake I'm like she's an she's an actress she's an actress literally her job yeah that's her job and also like you don't know her like so what oh my god I remember that whereas like Jennifer Lawrence is also practiced and fake but she she just like sells it in a different way that makes you want to like be her friend and I'm sure that's like also partly like I don't think that it's like completely fabricated. I do think that's who she is, and she also happens to be hot and funny. So like that was sort of exaggerated, and yeah. um, and then and then as but then also people at the same like you know she was celebrated for it briefly, and then like like destroyed. Mm-hmm. for the same reason once they which pick once they picked up on it what well, it kept happening right it kept being like we fall down on the red carpet one too many times or whatever and then god bless her when her photos got leaked god that was awful awful was horrible awful. Horrible, so, horrible so that really madonna whore style um mm-hmm. toppled her off of a lot of soapboxes because god forbid my best friend uh, my hot best friend next door um, have naked photos of herself on her phone that albeit we're not, it doesn't matter how they got on the internet. 
But now I know she's a slut is what they're probably thinking. These men. Yeah. Well, and I remember that's... a lot of. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I remember a lot of like that when she was like really popular. It was like towards the end of college for me, and I just remember a lot of guys being like, "Yeah, she's like my ideal girl," because like I think it's like oh, like people think that if they like someone like Jennifer Lawrence, it says something about them that they like don't just like like a really prissy perfect person they want someone who's like chill and great and that but also like hot yeah. <laughs> and it like makes them think that oh yeah I'm like cool like I don't I don't like prissy women I like women that are like chill and they think that means that means that they're like better somehow for it mm-hmm. but um no I just remember a lot of guy friends I had at that time were like obsessed with her and I, I just remember thinking like you know part of me was jealous because I was like oh I wish I could be that hot and that cool and not like my awkward brown self um so I think there are a lot of women who had internalized misogyny like like I did then who like also wanted her to fail and were just waiting for something to like reveal that she was fake you know yeah, because there's something about it that it's suggesting that it's effortless, right? It's like, I just exist this way. I eat whatever I want. I hang with the guys. I'm confident, but not too confident, right? I'm not too assertive. Um, I am masculine while being traditionally feminine in appearance. Um, like, I get to have it all. When yeah, maybe she is like into hanging with the guys and maybe she likes sports or I don't know if that's her thing or not because there are women who like sports. But when it becomes this idea of like you have to be one thing in order to be like accepted or an object of desire, that's when it becomes a problem and it becomes a performance because, I mean, Hollywood has its own shit like where people are just pegged as certain things, you know? And so then of course she's going to play it up because she wants to get roles. She wants to be successful, right? She's like a 21 year old and now she's like 30, I think. Gross. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that's the other thing too, that like bothers me about it is like, I don't really blame her. Like, Mm -hmm it's like she that's what she had to do to stand out and get work and that's like in a sense what we all kind of have to do in entertainment especially like I also feel that pressure sometimes of like because you really you have to be everything yeah you can't pick like one like you if you're like in like any sort of industry where you have to have you have to show your face in any degree like you have to meet this impossible standard of beauty but then like not be aware that you're beautiful and then like also be like very smart or else you're just a dumb hot person you know what I mean like it's just you have to kind of be that person in a way still Mm -hmm. so I as the everyman of this uh, particular episode of the podcast I chose not to uh, watch the video or read the piece um so can you guys walk me through i know we're sort of maybe we've already gotten into it but can you walk me through uh either or maybe sounds like the video first tell me about the video is that about jennifer lawrence or is it just the buzzfeed piece that's about jennifer lawrence talk to me (laughs) so talk to me about these cool girls the video is more about the trope from a 
pop culture standpoint, but they also do bring up, you know, real life examples. They bring up a lot of characters, like we've mentioned, um, also people like the Robin character on How I Met Your Mother, you know, like she smokes cigars, she drinks scotch, she doesn't want anything serious. She's not like a burden to the man's emotions. You have Cameron Diaz and there's something about Mary who's like super successful, but she likes the kind of schlubby guy because he's fun. And she also eats whatever she wants and she goes golfing and it's this like weird yeah <laughs> it's always pizza it's always pizza uh-huh. or burgers or we burgers. need well we need to change it to burgers more often if i'm honest look at you eating fucking pizza right <gasps> Next now pizza like not like other girls this I is branding pizza. this is branding <laughs> yeah um so yeah well you know what i find interesting about these as well is is it also feels like sort of like a, i'm gonna just use the word incel right now this just feels like an incel dream right where it's the unattainable woman who is suddenly attainable for me the guy who mm-hmm. can't seem to get anybody but she'd get me because she's like nice and cool and funny and interested and like totally quote-unquote normal guys and it just feels like a terrible man is writing a woman that he wished would like him who's never liked him. I mean, I, I, and I, I would love to look at the, and maybe all these movies were written by women. So now I look like a, like a dickhead, but no, I am, I not. don't think so. Okay. Didn't think so. <laughs> didn't think so. I so it is doubt a woman was even in the room. Yeah. <laughs> so it is interesting. I, it would be interesting to see, uh, it would be nice to like compare maybe mm-hmm. a cool girl trope written by a woman, if you will, versus a, if this, such a thing exists versus the cool girl trope written by a man. And I wish off the top of my head, the only one of my favorite, I can't think of any, I can only think of a woman directed film called Point Break and Lori Petty was stunning <laughs> in that cinema and <laughs> cinematic feat. So I guess that's it for me, guys. I'm out. Well, here's the thing. I, what, when women are involved, they become more, like fleshed out characters instead of like male Mm -hmm. power fantasies. They have opinions. They have problems. They maybe share those problems with their boyfriend. Oh no. (laughs) Instead of just being like down for a hang, you know, you don't get that. I just thought of one, even as you said that. Yeah. Um, How to lose a guy in 10 days. It's literally a movie built on. Hey, have you seen this movie? Either of you? Yeah. I want you both yeah. to know that I've seen every film, every bad film, <laughs> every great film. And I guarantee you, I love this shitty movies. Like I will, I could tell you exactly yeah. the countdown to Christmas on Hallmark, but um, they talk about that in the video because she yeah. is the stereotypically yeah. cool girl, but she downplays that. And in how to lose a guy in 10 days. Yeah. And she plays up the sort of, she does the opposite fragile girl to push him away to win this bet or whatever and that's exactly like the dichotomy that they like that that like people think exists that it's either though there's this cool girl like andy like who she actually is she's like a journalist that cares about politics and like drinks beer and like it's hot there's that gif of her eating the sandwich that we've all seen like she's rolling her eyes and she's eating a gigantic sandwich and exactly and she like watches sports and cares about it and eats hot dogs but like she's playing this kind of woman that like guys hate right that like is like clingy and like wants to immediately be in a relationship and 
like you know all of like that though that's like the di- that's presented as a dichotomy and there's no overlap between those mm-hmm. two things you can't like sports and want to be in a relationship you can't love pizza <laughs> and also like be clingy like that's that's the two options yeah and one of them and is clearly kind of the issue. bad. One of them is clearly bad and not yeah. what men want, especially, which is the important thing because it's all about yes. what men want you to be. And that's what, and that's what it, it's like. Yeah. It's like, it's only good because men, straight men mm-hmm. say it's good and not yeah. based at all on what like people actually, uh, how people actually are. And there's also like no nuance, you know, when you just are just like, because all these masculine things are bad and these feminine things are, or these masculine things are good and these feminine things are bad. Mm-hmm. Cause then you start like associating femininity with like weakness or mm-hmm. like, like to bring it to Taylor Swift again, people like, I think like liking Taylor Swift or makeup or, you know, traditionally feminine things are like, like lame and, and you can't like those things and also like masculine things. And it's mm-hmm. like, come on, it's yeah. 21. Like, or you cares? have things like Gamergate where it's like, well, if women like video games or traditionally things that are traditionally in male spheres, they must be doing it for yeah. men. Yeah. You're, you're either a fantasy. I'm doing it for men. Yeah, you're either a fantasy or you're a fraud is what or it is. Or it seems like with Gamergate, we yeah. want... Um, we want a woman to understand the things that we like, but we don't want a woman to participate in the things that we like. And this is also a theory. And God forbid, be better than be you. better. Oh God, don't you dare. I have a theory about like men and uh, funny women where I think a man, most men, I'll just say most, I'll be generous and say most, not all men. Uh, I think most <laughs> men define a sense of humor uh, in a woman as a person, a woman who gets my jokes when he says, oh, she's funny, what he's saying is she gets my jokes and laughs at me, but he's not ever going to say she's funnier than me or mm. those jokes are very good. And this is what I truly believe because we are three funny people and I can't tell you how many times, uh, here's a trope, a personal trope, men don't, for the most part, really want you to be funnier than them. They really don't. No. There's a lot of, you can get into it like peacocking and meh, there's probably all sorts of lovely scientific, like, you know, they need to have that peacocking. Sure. But at the end of the day, when they say you're funny, what they really mean is she laughs at my jokes. It was my theory. Yeah. That's a cool. No, girl. it's, there's literally a study. I remember reading about it. That was, that talks about how, um, like, I mean, essentially what you just said that like for men, like when they say they want a woman with a sense of humor, they like mean someone who laughs at their jokes and who thinks that they're funny. And when women mean that they want someone with a sense of humor, they they mean what it sounds like it means that they want someone who has a sense of humor that tells jokes. Yes, I would like um, to laugh, sir. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess well, men don't want to laugh. No, they, <laughs> honey, please. Only at themselves. Um, well, and you mentioned, you know, how we see this in comedy too, this idea of the cool girl. And, you know, we're in male dominated spaces a lot where it's like, if you can't hang or if the guys, sometimes I feel like if you're not telling like super dirty jokes, there's just a huge subset of men 
audience members and comedians who are just never going to find you funny. I don't know if that's been your experience. (laughs) Or at the same time, if you tell dirty jokes, there's that stereotype of like, oh, women only like talk about their vagina. Mm -hmm. Like they only talk about blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you also talk about my vagina. vagina. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's the you. same. It's the same thing. It's like you're either doing it for the men's attention or you're trying to be yeah. like men. It's like it's a lose lose situation. But I also think have you ever have you ever noticed? So sorry, just this Seinfeld impression. You heard it. No, uh, uh, it feels like because we are perceived as nurturing and for obvious reasons. Um, Anytime I've told any sort of questionable kid joke and I don't want children joke in any way, it's never gone over well. And maybe it was a bad joke. I will say maybe I wrote a bad joke, but I'm going to say I don't write bad jokes. I doubt. Yeah, I I doubt it was. I genuinely (laughs) believe it's because people cannot handle a woman saying anything along the lines of I don't like children. I don't want children. And in one crazy instance, I wish they were all dead. No, that wasn't the joke. But like. (laughs) You see, like, you're not like, and and, like the room will go so cold. I told this joke once. I'm not going to tell it here. I'm not going to do that thing. But the guy before me just told a 10 minute joke about actually killing a cat, actually killing a cat. And everybody was like, that's amazing. I told a very brief joke that had nothing to do with killing children, but it was basically, I don't want children. Everybody, I got off the stage and a guy looked at me and he goes, that was dark. (laughs) I I said, I'm so sorry. You must be talking to the guy right in front of me, right? No. So, <laughs> you must be talking with the guy who did a 10 minute bit about murdering. Okay. Not I called the cops um. during his set. But anyway. <laughs> but anyway, no, so that is that is a thing that like I feel like I feel like in comedy, like if, if you ever talk about, you know, like certain topics, you're only doing it to impress men. Um, and not because you genuinely like care about the topic, but then at the same time, if the topic is too feminine, it's Mm -hmm. like lame. And it's like, and that's what it is with literally, I mean, that's the entire point of the cool girl thing, right? It's like, you can't win because Mm -hmm. you're either doing it to impress man to impress men, even if you're doing it with pure intention. But then if you do do something to impress men, because it's sort of for like society has sort of forced women to be this like calculated person in order to have a job and make money then. And, but then if they like find out that you were calculated about it, then you're also like banished. So it's like impossible. You have to play this role, but you have to be so good at playing this role that you, they can't know that you're playing a role. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the only, and that's it. And then, so then you lose because you yeah. like, are not yourself. And then they just can suddenly decide that whatever you're doing isn't good enough anymore or. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I do find it interesting in terms of to get back to Jennifer, not even just Jennifer Lawrence. I think about the women and and I'll just stick with Jennifer because of the podcast that I find interesting or attractive or funny or cool. And I think of Jenny Slate or Jen Kirkman, or as we talked about up top, I'm even going to put a Jen Aniston in there and I'm even going to throw a JLo in there. That's an obvious choice, but these are women that are cool for vastly different reasons, in my opinion. And I, I do think that I, a lot of men are attracted to JLo obviously, but like, I, I find it interesting that some of these other women are cool to women and they don't get any of this treatment from men. And that, and I don't, you know, do you see what I'm saying? Like, I don't think I've ever heard anybody and I don't want to say anything bad about 
any of these women, but I don't really hear men being like disgusting about like a Jenny slate or like a, Jen, you know, like a, I find that it, but me, I personally, I'm obsessed with her. <laughs> um, she's very funny and attractive and delightful. So I, I do find the, the definition of cool as a, between men and women to be, mm-hmm. I mean, just so interesting what what i'm what what i'm finding cool versus what they are finding cool and how they are all wrong and i am right <laughs> well we, we knew that part yeah Sorry. that was a long walk just to get yeah, there guys yeah. but i'm right yeah um that's so funny that you say jennifer innocent because i do remember watching this interview clip i think she was on letterman where she's just like i don't understand how like people want to go out and like, I just want to stay in, in my sweats and just watch TV all day. And I was like, Oh, she's doing the cool girl thing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, I do think it's funny whenever someone like says something that like literally everyone likes to do, but they say it like, Oh, I don't like get, I don't get, or like Anna Kendrick is like another example of a cool girl who will be like, Oh my God, I went to the Taco Bell drive-thru and just like stuffed bean burritos. I'm like, yeah, like we all do that. <laughs> yeah, like, I was in the car behind you. I don't, I was waiting. You didn't see yeah. me, honey. I got six chalupas. I was there. Right. But like Jimmy Fallon or Kimmel or what, one of the Jimmy's is just like so <laughs> impressed. He's like, Oh my God, what? You're eating a burrito at Taco Bell? You're, You're such a like, little and everyone girl. in the audience is like, Whoa. What <laughs> is just How breaking? <laughs> We've got to cut to commercial. Cut to commercial right now. This is too much emotionally. Well, this is unprecedented. <laughs> yeah, it's so wild. No, I just no. Obviously, like all of the people that you mentioned are like cool to different people for different reasons, and and yeah, like you can be cool for many reasons. I think it's like the pressure to have to be cool in a very specific way is mm-hmm. what sucks. And I feel like that pressure still kind of exists, even when you like logically don't want it to exist. Like, like, for example, I genuinely like whiskey, like a lot, like I grew up drinking whiskey, like my, my dad loves whiskey. I don't, but I like, I feel like if I ever like share that, especially with a straight guy, like, and if they're impressed, I feel a little bit like, Oh, like I'm playing into their like stereotype and I don't like it. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm trying to say? Oh God, see, um, it's yeah. destroyed your ability to just enjoy. To just I'm like, like no, things. I yeah. yeah, I like it. I don't like it for men. I like it for me. At the same time, I don't think liking Taylor Swift is like the coolest thing that guys would like, but I don't care. I fucking like it. So yeah. I'm like, yeah, but it, but it, there's this like, uh, sorry, I'm like rambling now, but um there's uh the, the woman who wrote the handmaid's tale i forget her name margaret, um, margaret atwood yes um she's a she cool girl a <laughs> she's she's cool as fuck um she has this fantastic quote about the male gaze um i'm not gonna quote it because i don't remember it exactly but she's like um everything is sort of the male gaze even when you like are trying to go against the male gaze you're still thinking about the male gaze and it's like so it's just there's always like a man inside you watching you kind of so even like in that example even when I'm like I like whiskey for myself there's still in my mind I'm like oh but am I am I do I do I like this thing or am I trying to impress him much ten thousand dollars sorry (laughs) yeah you're constantly getting us in trouble with sorry so sorry FCC yeah (laughs) I mean I think at the end of the day it's just that 
these dichotomies are set up, like we've been saying, to pit women against each other and to make it an impossible standard. Like, no matter what you do, you lose. And it's because either men want to fuck you or they don't. And if they do want to fuck you, they're like mad at you about it. There's definitely been (laughs) like, there's definitely been like, I'm furious at you for making, for making me want to fuck Mm -hmm. you. That's my favorite. That's my favorite. You can see that with, there was a really good article about it with Alexander Ocasio-Cortez because obviously she's like like an, like an attractive person and you can sort of feel that anger from a lot of Republicans or even Democrats or- That's uh, all that is. Mm-hmm. That's all that is. Where they're, like, where they're like, oh, she's really intelligent and well outspoken about causes, but I want to also fuck her. So like now I'm going to be angry about it mm-hmm. because like I'm annoyed that I hate this person's policies but I'm attracted to them as a person. It's and- it's almost like the um, you know, please you can't it's almost like her brain is wearing a tank top and we just we we she's in Catholic school or whatever and we need her brain to cover up that day and, and put on something that's like they can't handle it. We constantly have to adjust <laughs> ourselves just so their their dicks yeah. can relax. I'm like, I'm not here to make well, your dick relax, buddy. Well, she's well, she's just like constantly sexualized in the way that like everyone, including you and I are like, everything you wear on stage is like a statement, whether you decide to dress up or not dress up or whether, you know what I mean? Like every, like you're just constantly viewed through that lens, whether you want to be a part of it or not. Yeah. So how does the, how did, how did these two pieces sort of walk, like get, what is the, uh, not the conclusion because we're not done talking, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, are we, are we, are we banishing Jennifer Lawrence? Oh no, No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. kidding. She's operating in a system that is stacked against her. Yeah. As all women are, she has power in it with this, you know by harnessing this trope and because she's an attractive white woman um who has some status now but you know they talk about how women in the past how it's been turned against them and this was kind of before the backlash started this article was in 2014 but they talk about people like jane fonda who was the quintessential cool girl until she became too political too outspoken well, what was her nickname again it was something pretty terrible i think i'm not sure we could repeat it i think it was not yeah. great but it was something referencing it was, it was offensive war. yeah okay. she was protesting the vietnam war pretty hardcore as um i would <laughs> as well um, i love jane fonda she's so cool girl she's so great um and now she also that's a cool girl that's and, her new and <laughs> And she was also, you know, from a really powerful, rich family and like wouldn't take roles that her, you know, family would try to get her. She would take like shitty acting parts. And, you know, so she was like, she just seemed like she didn't care. She was effortless. Um, But she was already, you know, very attractive and in a position of power by being a known quantity. And then she, you know, became more outspoken and engaged in the, the things she was interested in and that's when the tide started to turn yeah well she actually did have a cool girl moment not too long ago um oh yeah remember the photo of her not being able to get her 
what honestly it was a couple of years ago either it was a post oscars or post golden globes or something she couldn't get her dress off and there's a hilarious photo of her quite unkempt the next day eating something still in her dress from the night before makeup all crazy and she's like yeah i couldn't get out of this fucking dress and you're like she's just like me (laughs) she's She's not limber she's not limber enough she can't get that dress off she's just like me and that's what these cool girls are. It's they're supposed to be the antithesis to like the super polished, unattainable starlets who we can't, we don't feel like we can relate to because we feel like they're above us. And so people who are still way above us in like status and power or whatever, they they're trying to like humble themselves and be like, I'm just like you. I eat Ooh. burgers. I burp. It's fine. You we can could be talk like about, me too. We could talk, we could briefly mention Chrissy and I believe it's Tygen. She once corrected everybody. It's not Tegan. It's oh. Tygen. That was the, that was a fall. The fall of the ultimate I... internet. Cool girl was this everything with her. That I was like, and but that was by her own hand. I don't think anybody turned against her. She really just like turned against yeah. her. I have, oof, I did not like Chrissy Titan. Like as as you should not. She seems kind of awful. Telling a teenage girl that she should commit suicide is pretty unacceptable behavior, right? I don't she care. She should just get a journal and a therapist and some friends. Yeah, <laughs> she seems really lonely. Uh, and sad, which is a bummer. Um, but she also has access to a lot of resources. Yeah, like a lot of she's people are lonely and sad, and they're poor. No. She's seventy-five million dollars, and yeah, like buy friends. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not saying like money solves everything, but like she can afford good mental health resources. She yeah, can afford to go to therapy. That's I a think lot of therapy yeah. you could be going to. Yeah, I think it does solve everything, actually. It's all, I mean, it solves <laughs> yeah, a lot. I'm not entirely it's sure really, it doesn't. I think that's something that the I, rich people tell us so we won't want to get rich. And I'm like, oh, I still want to get rich. Yeah. It helps I was like, I'm lot. sorry, I don't have a lot of empathy for this multimillionaire during a pandemic. Uh, <laughs> what is John Legend doing? Is he just like like tiddling on the piano next to you? Like, oh my God, just go like be like, I'm really having a bad day, John. Can you play anything with hot your cross buns please that that'll do <laughs> that'll do i have these beautiful children i'm having a bad day yeah. um okay i think we're seeing more and more that like trying genuine and relatable is like the ant- ant- antithesis of being genuine and relatable so like people can see through it so i think like hopefully we'll start seeing less of this pressure to have to be like this relatable cool celebrity because I think I mean especially over the pandemic I think people there was like a real fall in how we view celebrities because we were like just shut up you're rich. yeah like, we, we had so care. much access to them yeah. what do you guys think is going to be the next trope um, I'm trying to think of who people love like so manic pixie cool girl what are we moving into um because i'm trying to think of like well who do we all love now and what and what are they about um and i and and i just feel like i mean we all love j-lo but i think we have to like kind of aim younger i'm trying to think of like women i I think i think i'm seeing this trend of and i think that's the issue with all tropes it's like they're like some people are genuinely 
who who they are and they're not trying to be a trope. But then I think when stuff starts getting glamorized, that's when it becomes an issue. Like I'm seeing a lot of trending thing of like being like like the mess, but it's like idealized to be a mess or like, mm-hmm. oh, like you're you're drinking at three o'clock in the afternoon and you're mean to your room. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of but and not, it's like, you know, if you are you're like struggling with stuff like that's one thing but if if like it's seen as like a thing that you should be that's yeah but also the messes they still have to be hot yeah yeah Yeah. to be interesting they have to be hot to be interesting still i think i think the next cool girl there's a lot of celebrities getting podcasts now obviously and not just during the pandemic this started kind of dak shepherd sort of kicked all of this off and then suddenly everybody needed to have a podcast including these two celebrities right here okay (laughs) okay but what i'm seeing is i don't know if it's a trope because these people are again being themselves on these podcasts hopefully is this is this desire to learn and like you know like obviously armchair experts you're having experts on but it seems like every celebrity who has started a podcast is is having some sort of i want to interview an expert or a mental health professional which i do enjoy i love i love talking about that mental health it feels to me that their next step in life is to really work on themselves like jamila i would say jamila is a cool girl and but her whole cool thing is is taking care of herself and mental health so i would argue that she's a very cool girl but her shit is mental health so my hope for the next trope my trope hope is <laughs> mental health being mentally healthy um as the next that would be a great trope that would be ideal would be great. Trope, i say tropes over dopes yes i would love i would love a trope where everyone like minds their own business you know i feel like that's an, that's an underrated quality like i don't yeah. think uh you know matt damon for example oh boy you know? oh boy oh boy <laughs> i would love that trope where everyone just kind of just didn't tmi you're like just be cool just be cool just be cool just be cool <laughs> don't just don't be, be cool yeah well um we should probably move on because this I feel like we could talk about this all night and really get, I honestly really yeah. could but this, and then just get <laughs> very true. depressed about the patriarchy but we also wanted to have you on because you had a piece in the New Yorker recently which you've had several um some might say many I don't I, I didn't count uh many pieces in the New Yorker because you're an accomplished writer and you had a fantastic satire piece come out in the last week uh which i'm gonna say was wildly popular uh yeah (laughs) i'm excited to see if you're getting a lot of terrible as yeah (laughs) well tell our listeners what was the name of and topic of the article oh my god i'm like what is the headline um it's a letter (laughs) it's a letter it's a letter of appreciation for all the men who haven't sexually harassed me um, this is great timing, Cuomo. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> oh, oh my god! That's so true. He saw it and he was like, "Damn it!" Meg got me again. He's like, "I'm not in this one." <laughs> There's 30 pictures to prove it. Oh my god! Um, yeah, no, I wrote it. Um, you know, it was inspired by life, and then also I think you know the, the Bill Cosby thing and. The 
like Lucy Kay was recently booked at like a home club and uh, you know, just like the general air of existence. And yeah, I kind of, I wrote it and I was very excited about it, but I was also nervous because it's like a heavy topic. Um, although the article itself isn't necessarily heavy. Um, but yeah, it did really well. I think it resonated with a lot of people. Um, and but also, I mean, Jenny, you're in you're on my close friend story on Instagram. There's been a lot of really funny <laughs> DMs from men, all men, all men, um, that are like, "Wow, like it's so cool that you like are celebrating the cool, the men, the good men, the good." Yes, guys. I said to Jenny when she said this to me, I said, "So many dummies aren't gonna get it. And I can't <laughs> wait for them to to be so excited that they think that they're finally getting recognition you were, for the you lowest were, bar." <laughs> I believe you were like, I, I can't wait for all the men she's going to entrap with this headline <laughs> because it's obviously one, not, it's obviously it's, not a thank you letter. It's, I updated my ca- caption to be like, also, this is satire. <laughs> Cause like I was getting, I got this message from this guy. He was just like, I'm so glad you have like male allies in your life like this. Or there was this one guy that was like, it feels so nice to be recognized because I used to get so much shit for being a nice guy. <laughs> guarantee you guarantee you new guy, dots are. <laughs> and there was one guy who straight up like was he like listed all the names in the article of the horrible guys and was like i really related to all these guys like it's so great <laughs> you should be on like, a list oh, let's no. put them on a list i don't know what list but there's a list for all these men and all of their avies were oh just God. confederate flags and how could it go that above it was i mean your head? you're you're a good writer meg but like it was obvious what it was saying if anyone read it you know and it yeah. escalated in a really nice way um you know it was just fantastic as soon as i saw the headline and of course i was like what is this gonna be and i read it i immediately sent it to jen because i knew she would love it um, and we're, we'll post a link to it. It's, I mean, it's, it's great work. And I love that, um, that the dummies are coming out of the woodwork <laughs> on this one. I'm sorry also, but great work. No, I think it's <laughs> really funny. There's also quite a lot of men who like have DM me and they're like, Hey, I'm sorry. Like you don't know me and you don't have to explain at all. But, um, I really like, cause the last, so the thing I did with the article is like, I there were um uh one two like five guys in total and um it with each of them like it got closer to the narrator and also got worse at the same time so the last guy is jordan he's her boyfriend and she's like he's the best and a lot of men have dm me specifically about him to be like wait what's wrong with him like i thought isn't he like the what's wrong with him because they like they're like I could see how everybody else is a problem how is he the problem which is so interesting because I'm like I think and that was what I was excited to write about because I think a majority of the guys are like the last character who is like woke guy who like constantly posts about feminism on social media aka talks over women um wants like an award for doing the bare minimum um thinks that there's still a right way to be a woman that if you're career oriented, it's a good thing versus if you're like a sex worker that you're like cheap. So like their um, respect for women is conditional based mm-hmm. on whether you're performing uh, the, the, the right morally things that they've deemed 
is right and moral um, and that society has deemed right and moral. So like, um, so that is kind of in a way like one of the worst guys because he yep. really does think he's great and that he's perfect and doesn't understand how he's really benefiting from all the other terrible people. Like, you know, uh, more black, like, you know, he's benefiting that there are risks because that makes him look good, but he's not actively doing anything to get rid of that. He's just like, hey, I'm not bad, so I'm great. Um, so I kind of explained that to some men in my DMs. <laughs> good, you're just as grassroots feminist. You're unfortunately, you know, doing some uh, unpaid labor. Uh, you know, what's interesting about that is again not to talk about Cuomo again but like something that I think is a real problem nowadays is if it's not something like and I don't want to get too serious I promise an assault or uh, trigger warning a rape people look at things like Andrew Cuomo and they go that's not a big deal I don't understand mm-hmm. and which is what feels like is happening with your description of course with the last guy is that um you know, if it's not something aggressively violent and terrible, then uh, people, it's like, you no, we're not comparing. You don't compare every specific incident is an upsetting incident in and of itself. So it's yeah. not fair to be like, well, I don't understand this one's over here, you know. And it's all a part of this system that yeah. p- puts men above women. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. Uh, yeah. Well, we will definitely link to that. It's great if you haven't read it yet and read Meg's other stuff. Um, we also have something that we like to do with our guests, which Jen, why don't you, why don't you kick this off? I've been talking a lot. No, though, please. I feel like I, I, I talk too much. I yeah. do think that. Yeah. Can you shut up? You've been talking so much. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my God. Oh my God. Right. You talk. No, you talk. <laughs> Let me um, get this pizza in my mouth um, pizza. <laughs> or this dick. But um, so we do something called this is we pretend it's a working title, but we've settled on it. It's called the Gentianaire. It's a mm. permanent title. Yeah. I'm going to take my antibiotic on the air. <laughs> Please right. do. We do. We love science. We love Ooh, science. This antibiotic. is Jenny Cavallaro supporting Support science. all women. Yay. We love <laughs> yes. it. You know what? I'm going to take a probiotic just to be a contrarian. <laughs> kidding um get it anti-pro guys come on um that's when you have to explain it when you have to explain a joke it's funny so okay so jen usually we will women are funny they aren't just ask (laughs) any man i've ever not dated so um in the we usually ask a jennifer to give us some background about her name but then we also like to their name and then we like to give our all of our guests the gen shitter treatment so um i will kick it off with and i I know you just said your name for us about an hour ago and i but my brain is very bad so i hope i'm still gonna remember how to say it why did your parents name you is it megana did i say that right yeah uh, that that is the american way to pronounce it i don't think uh I, wanna... I don't think you'll ever get it right because it, like with the different accents, okay. there's just certain sounds that you won't be able to pronounce. So um, my name is Megana. Megana. Um, no, I can say that. Name... Why does your parents name you Megana? I can say that. Yeah. Thank you for um, thinking. It is. Yeah, no, of course. Um, my, my mom named uh, me Megana because uh, she read a book uh, where uh, the, there was like a main character named Megan and she was like a pilot and then she like that she like saved the plane and it, <gasps> it was crashing and she thought that was like a really badass 
person. <laughs> um, and she named me after that character in that book. And uh, it also means uh, like like rain. It's like from the word Megum in Telugu. Um, and Megum means uh, rain cloud, like the cloud right before it rains. So, um, so you were like yeah. the cloud that the plane was fighting that, we, <laughs> that yeah. your namesake exactly. saved. That I think that's a great origin story. I love yeah. that. God, that is yeah. so beautiful. Please never listen to our, the first episode of our podcast because you're going to hear some real... <laughs> Not as beautiful origin. <laughs> not my mom read an no, empowering really book. Cool. <laughs> nope, not me. Nope. Yeah. No, it was... I mean, like we're both. My mom and I are huge, like avid readers too. So it's like kind of perfect that I was named after a character that she was reading. So I love yeah. that. Have you read that book? No, I asked her what the book is, and she like doesn't remember. And I've like tried to Google it. I like tried to Google it, and I can't find it. So I'm like, oh no, yeah, it must be some random book in India or something. You gotta reach out to a librarian in India, and they'll we're like treasure hunters. (laughs) Do you do you have do you have any librarian connects, Jenny, that you can? Can you help me out? Internationally, not a lot, but you know what? We're a friendly bunch. I'll find you one. It's fine. Yeah. Give me like three days. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. all good. <laughs> um, uh, next question. What is your middle name? I don't you have, one. have one. No. I don't have one. My brother got two middle names and they didn't. Oh my God. One, he took so. yours. He, he took, took one of yours. Just like a man to take both. Classic. <laughs> Classic. Oh, man. Oh, well, that's gosh. okay. That's okay. Um, do you know what other names your parents were considering? I know one other name they were considering. Um, Anjali is the name, and Anjali. It's a really pretty name. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also glad I'm not named Anjali. I feel like Anjali is like a like a dancer name. You know, like it's someone that like. Anjali like, has like really flowy hair and like yeah. dances and uh, maybe that's just because I know an Anjali that does that but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's so it her. just doesn't fit my vibe <laughs> yeah you did like yeah. a real like slinky shoulder when you were saying Anjali <laughs> Anjali yeah, yeah that's a nice like name a really yeah. graceful person so I don't know if that fits my vibe so I'm glad they picked the name that they did because you're just like a clumsy cool girl you know? <laughs> yeah I'm just like so clumsy <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, to bring this back to being about us, which we love to do, how many friends do you have named Jennifer, Jen, or Jenny? Well, you both, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think I've, I've known a few Jennifers, but I've only been like friends with one Jen. Um, she was someone I was friends with in college, but we're not really close anymore. Uh, I think she actually unfollowed me on Instagram, so I was <gasps> kind of upset about it. What? Yeah, I know. You know, we... it's always the ones who are the close. She just couldn't stand the success. You know. Yeah, we don't. We don't claim her, so don't no. worry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. No. This happens. Jen, this happens all the time. We're always like, "There's so many people named Jennifer," and then we ask people, and they're like, "Yeah." I don't, well, I like do one. think <laughs> if, if you don't mind sharing, how old are you? Did you say up top already? Because it is an I'm age. Twenty-eight. Thing. Well, that's why. Yeah, that's part of it. Yeah, we're we're dinosaurs. We're dinosaurs. We're named dinosaurs. Named dinosaurs. I'm just a pile of bones waiting to become um, crude oil. Uh, (laughs) It is a general. I do think it's like names go in and out of style, Mm -hmm. right? So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. 
I'm happy to talk to you about the history of the name uh, Jennifer after the podcast if you need like a real quick. Just, um, a, just, just like a tight 90 minutes. Just, just, <laughs> I'm going to play you the first episode of the podcast. We're going to listen to it together. Um, yeah. You're on the West. You're on the West Coast. It's much earlier there. Have time. Right ahead of you. The whiskey <laughs> will wait. Okay. If Okay. So if you change your name, what name would you choose? Ooh, okay. Um, so I have like, like two favorite names. No, three favorite names. And I feel like I always name the characters that I write in like stuff this because they're just my favorite names. Um, it's Kavya is like, mm. um, that's also a Telugu name. It means like a letter, like a letter. Um, and I like Audrey. And I also really love Jessica. Those are like weird. Whoa! Oh, that Jessica. that was like a big. That's a big pivot to Jessica. Yeah, I was like Cobb really Audrey, yeah. and then Jessica, which Jessica. is basically the Jennifer of. It is. They, it's like the. Those second. are all hot girl names. It's hot true. girl names. So the biggest thing for me, if I don't want to have kids, but if I had kids, the biggest thing for me naming name is is it a name that someone could say like during sex you know and there's like some names that like I thought you're gonna say like, in class. Be, like or like oh Phil like you know what I mean it doesn't it doesn't work like you're oh, right him. but it's like it oh my god work. you're right I mean, some people are I mean I'm sure there are some hot fills that can pull it off but like no. you're already giving them a bad start so like Kavya Jess Audrey, hot girl. You oh my god! Bed. I'm oh, saying Kavya yeah. over and over again in my brain, and it's really good. It's <laughs> I so mean, good. Audrey is really good too, because it's like an a Audrey. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Jen is dumb. Ew. Jen. <laughs> no, Jen. No, see, I think Meg, Jen, those are like neutral names. Like, like it, it's as hot as chaotic you. neutral. Those are chaotic um, neutral. I noticed you didn't mention Jenny in that assessment, but <laughs> it's fine. No, it's fine. No, Jenny, I will forever associate with the Gossip Girl character. Um, but <sighs> you are Jay. a good Jenny. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Little Jay, she made a lot of mistakes. I'm going to I'm going to admit that. <laughs> yeah. Um but Jenny's a high girl name too because you pull it up. So that's all I'm yeah. Thanks that's Meg it. and Alex. Not Phil. Not Phil. <laughs> yeah. I want you I want you to call this episode Not Phil. Not <laughs> Phil. I don't know if we have any <laughs> Phil listeners. Who knows? Maybe Phil Collins is listening. Oh He's God. Like... I, su- <laughs> I su- He's su- someone su- that would pull it off. He's someone yeah. that would pull it off. Like you'd be like Phil Collins. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, the name to get like Phil Collins, like Phil Collins together is like it just fucking fits. And, and he's, he's got he's got a beautiful, talented daughter. Yeah. yeah. And he's super rich. So yeah. goes a long way. Um yeah. yeah. Well, Meg, where can people find more of your stuff? What do you got going on? Um, honestly, I feel like my Instagram has become like the the hub of where I put my stuff. So yeah, follow me on Instagram at Meg and Dirty. And uh, I'm also on Twitter and TikTok under the same thing, but Instagram's kind of the spot to be. Yeah. Thank you for saying that and not saying TikTok, which gives me anxiety. So I can't. <laughs> I, I had one TikTok go viral and I got bullied by teenagers. So I don't know. 
what teens out there who pretend to hate my generation while wearing all the clothes I wore as a teenager? You're welcome. Am I, do I sound like the oldest? <laughs> Yeah, okay. I mean, on the last episode, you did say the the young generation these days several times. <laughs> I did several I was, times. We were talking I, about TV, <laughs> so it was appropriate. You're like the I, younger generation; they well, don't get oh, it. Listen, uh, when I went into that theory about ghosts being attracted to puberty, that's when I knew things were going to go <laughs> in a very specific <laughs> direction. Yeah, but anyway, it I had a great does. time. I had a great time. I. Think you're a delight and yes. i don't like anybody Jenny it's knows. true it's true but we were oh, both yes. so excited to have you on so thank you so much yeah thanks for having me on even though i'm not a gen i appreciate it. we, for, we forgive you jen. we forgive you jessica um, and we honor you <laughs> jenny you should definitely do all the social media stuff okay, because we like- doesn't remember what they are even though they're the name of the podcast so <laughs> Um, I love you, Jen. I love you too. Um, so follow follow us on Instagram. You can find you know highlights from this episode and others. Um, we post pictures and stuff. We'll link to uh, Meg's stuff on there as well. At too many Jennifers and follow us on Twitter at too many Jays Pod. Shoot us an email. Um, I'm dancing because I know our theme music is going to be playing our outro. You can't hear it, but it's playing. Uh, send us an email. Uh, too many Jennifers Pod at gmail.com. And uh, Jen, where can we find ya? At the mall. Good night.